0: Welcome to another episode of the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. Daryl Jones is the owner of SVG Commercial Cleaning. Daryl is focused, driven, and his business is growing at an exceptional rate. I have used SVG services at my house, and their attention to detail and level of professionalism is unparalleled. Let's listen to what he has to say. Okay, Daryl, thanks for being at the uh, Break It Down for Brackens
1: podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Right on. So, let's get started. Who is Daryl Jones? Uh, let's see here. I am a, uh, I'm a father, I'm a musician, I'm an athlete, I'm a driven process guy and I'm a business owner.
0: Nice. Your father? Yes. Who's your boy?
1: Uh, my son's Darius.
0: Nice. Where you come from?
1: I've lived in many places. My father was in the Army, so we moved around quite a bit. Um, spent some of my youth growing up in, in Pennsylvania, Valley Forge, King of Prussia. Um, my father was commuting back and forth to Northern Virginia for a while there, so I know that was rough on him. He ended up moving us to Northern Virginia.
0: What year was King of Prussia?
1: Let's see. King of Prussia would have been, let's see, mid, probably about 70s. Nine eighty. I didn't even know King of Prussia. Oh, To me, King of Prussia is just a mall. That's a mall outside Philadelphia. It's a gigantic... I remember that from back then. It was a very large mall back then also.
0: So it's actually a town, not just yes, a mall? Yes,
1: that is correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought it was
0: a mall. I actually I bartended there mm-hmm. back in my college cool. days. Cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, so where did you like graduate high school? I graduated from Herndon High School, class of 97. So Northern Virginia? Yes. And then what happened after that? Um, after, after high school, I got into telecommunications there and traveled around the country and installing fiber cable and splicing it together from, on telephone poles and started my, my early career from there.
0: Nice. So amongst my friends and I, not knowing a ton about your background, we pretty much know you as being a laser scientist? Is that...
1: Well, I, I helped to build laser systems, yes, and that developed from telecommunications. Um, one of the first opportunities that was provided to me by um, the father of a best friend I had when I was younger, um, I was, at that time I was working at a bread shop, I was, I was 17 and walking to work and he pulled me aside one day and he said, what do you want to do with yourself? And My entire life I always said to myself, I want to be a chef or an engineer. Um, I told him I wanted to be an engineer, and I didn't realize that he was a vice president of a telecommunications company. So he said, um, he pulled me to a side, and he was just a, a very straightforward kind of guy. He pulled me aside and he said, look, I'm gonna give you an opportunity, and what I want you to do is I want you to show up. I don't want you to miss any days. I want you to close your mouth, and I want you to open your eyes and open your ears and listen because I'm gonna provide you an opportunity that if you learn this, you should be able to have stable work for a, for a long time. I took that opportunity. That work was in telecommunications. Um, They gave me specialized training in the fiber optics, and that's the fiber optics work is what led into building lasers, learning how light propagates, and then going and getting into engineering from there.
0: Are you able to describe how fiber optics work to me? Not necessarily in this podcast, but is that something you would be able to break down? Absolutely. Because I definitely don't know how fiber optics work or where they're used or why. I've heard the term. I could nod my head and say, oh, yeah, okay, uh-huh. But some other time we'll do another podcast, and you can explain to me. You could break it down for how. That's awesome. So, cool. So, that sure. got you into lasers, I guess, yes. fiber optics, or whatever. I have no idea what fiber optics or lasers do. To me, lasers, I don't know what they do. So, anyways. Eventually, you decided to leave lasers. How did that journey happen?
1: Well, what I started to look at as, as I got older is um, a company that I worked for started to lay people off, and I had a moment where I, I, I started to think, I said, you know what? I, I saw a lot of these these people that were being laid off. Um, they were I don't I'm not here saying they were specifically targeted because of their age, but I just I noticed that they were you know, a, a bit older and I, I knew them for these, some of these people for a long time, they had kids, you know, bills, responsibilities, and I thought to myself, I was younger than them, but I said, they all seem to be caught off guard, a lot of them seem to be very worried, and um, it made me really think about uh, co- wanting to control my destiny, and it made me realize how little I had. Um, I was blessed, I will never complain, I was blessed to have um, an amazing career and in a, in, in a high-paying job, but in the end, I was collecting a check. There was nothing, I couldn't give that to my son. I couldn't give that to my family. And I said, you know what? I have the ability here and the resources to start something that I could put within my family and grow within my community and control my my energy and control my destiny. Um, Being a business owner is hard. It's day and night working hard, but before I was doing that for someone else and I couldn't control my energy. Now I can put all of my energy into something You know into this business develop the business's reputation and i can i can provide something that can go well beyond me so i could never give any part of my previous employer employer to my family but I've, i've i've seen something as it being larger than me um when i when i left and and even since then i've had people who said you know wow why why would you get into cleaning because a lot of people unfortunately they look at cleaning as as lowly they look at cleaning as some type of last resort um, item there, and um, I'm I'm a process guy. I saw it as, okay, it's something that's always brought me peace. I used to detail cars, um, a lot of them. I used to, um, even in my engineering career, um, a lot of what brought me success was the ability to focus on a process, improve it, makes make it maybe it's something that's built in less time and it and, and it's and it's better in the sense of it's not going to break down as easy and i enjoy doing that and that's what i bring i brought to cleaning also with the cleaning it was attractive is is i used my brain for pretty much my entire career um, and there's a physical element that i've always needed um, and so with this company i'm able to get out both physically and mentally i can get out what i need to to get out there and then bring my ability to improve a process and attention to detail to people's homes and businesses, and then support the health and wellness of those houses, businesses, and community at the same time while building something for my family.
0: Nice. So let's back up a, a little bit then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would be the elevator pitch for SVG commercial cleaning? How would you describe it to somebody in a short amount of time?
1: <clears throat> SVG commercial cleaning. SVG is a, is a cleaning company, um, we service residential accounts. Um, being, is it. let's just say, you're, you're a parent who just doesn't have much time. Both parents are working. You have kids. You don't have the time to physically to put into your house to maintain the level of cleanliness that you want. We're there for you. Let's say you have a rental property um, with, with tenants, and you need that place to be cleaned spotless in between, and you need it to be pristine and shining for potential people who are going to rent or buy that property f- from you. We are there. Uh, let's say that um, you travel a lot and you're out of town and you're going to have guests coming over and you can usually handle your cleaning but you, you want things to be even even more polished, we're there for you. Let's say you have a business, uh, that you own a business, you want to reduce the the frequency that your staff may be, may, may be sick because there's a lot of, for a lot of businesses, there's a lot of foot tra- traffic. There's a lot of hands, you know, on those touch points there. It's not just about making sure that the business, you know, the, the glass is shiny and that the carpets are, are, are clean. It's also about making sure that you have a team that cares enough to make sure they're wiping those phones and those computers down and those touch points, those things that you can't see. So when it comes to um, SVG, we, we we perform cleaning in all type different types of environments, but what separates us is the attention to detail cons- and consistency.
0: So SVG, is that... <clears throat> Excuse me. Is SVG somebody's initials, or how does what does that stand for?
1: SVG has a deep, very deep meaning for me. And when I was thinking about what to name the company, when I made the decision, I'm going to move forward. This is what I'm going to do, and what I want to do. And I started thinking about names. I, I start first of all, one of the first things, you know, Jones Cleaning or Daryl's Cleaning. Those those things came up came across my my mind, but there, but. I learned something when I, when, I, when I moved here to Jefferson County and invested in the county and in West Virginia and, and bought my first, my first home here and brought my, my son here, um, I met some people through a neighbor. Um, I, I met these other people in a local running group, uh, bros and bras. By at that point, I, had been, I was still commuting. I was still working in Northern Virginia. I was still commuting back and forth um, my blood pressure was high. Um, I was I was a bit over I was a bit overweight there. I was very out of shape. I was still smoking cigarettes. I'd been a smoker for 17 years, um, there. And I just I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling down. And one of my neighbors recommended that I go meet up with this this group. And I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'd never done anything like that before.
0: Well, so, hold on. Let, let me break it down. So, mm-hmm. the Bros and Bras group that he's talking about is a Jefferson County based social and fitness club that welcomes anybody and everybody, no matter what level of shape you're in. If you're a winner, come out and jog or have a run with us. If you're out of shape, there's no judgment. So there's no expectations. Show up if you want to, run or walk if you want to. It doesn't really matter. But
1: Daryl, were you that out of shape when you came around the first time? Because I don't remember it that way. I was when I first came around. I just quit. I'd maybe about a, a few weeks off of quit quitting cigarettes. I would really? smoked for 17 years. Um, at that point, when I started, I was 230 pounds. Um, at that, I at don't that point, any of that. and um, just had never. I used to. I was heavily into athletics when I was younger and running track, but I was a short distance guy uh, there. And a lot of my training, I just liked to do alone. I wasn't. I'd never done a group. Group fitness activity, but at the same time, I felt like I needed to get out of the house. I was new to the area. I didn't have any friends because I was working so much in Northern Virginia. I had tons of friends over there, but hey, I live in West Virginia, and so I didn't even have time to really talk to my neighbors and things. So I said I saw this as an opportunity to meet people in the community and then try to improve my situation. Um, I had gone to doctors. They said, "Hey, that's how I knew I had high blood pressure." They prescribed me these pills and. I strongly dislike taking medications and pills and things like that. So I saw Bros and Bras as a last ditch effort. I said to myself, if I have to take these things, these hundreds of dollars, a month worth of pills and who knows what side effects and things they'll have, I'll do that if this doesn't work. If bros, if, if going to this group or getting into a better physical condition doesn't work, then I will go down that road. I never needed to go down the the, 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 the road of medications because of this group. Here, but, yeah. um
0: I, f- I feel like I've derailed the question <laughs> by bringing that up. But first of all, I didn't—I re- didn't see you as being an out of shape dude when you came to Bros and Bras the first time, or the first time that I met you. But
1: so, how does that tie into the SVG? SVG or the this that that ties into SVG uh, has strong ties into the company, um, the name of the company, and everything there. So. Meeting that group, the Bros and Bras group, I was I was able to improve my fitness in beyond what I would have ever imagined. I went from I went from just being able to when I first started running. I literally I came home and I, I was almost in tears because I just couldn't believe that I, I could run maybe twenty steps and then feel like I was going to need an ambulance. Um, over a couple of years of being with this group, I met so many people in the community, and I was able to build up to doing very long endurance you know, training items or, or, or races, cycling and, and running. Well beyond running marathons, things I never thought I was gonna be able to do. That built up a level of mental strength, pride um, uh, within myself and then understanding that, that brought an understanding to me that, wow, I'm capable of more than I even imagined with, 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 with focus and with the, the, the support of this group. Simultaneously, I was meeting all these great people in the community where, at least on my end, I wasn't running around asking what people did for a living or anything. It was just about the running and supporting each other and being there and when someone had a, a great achievement, whether it be like, look, hey, I ran. I was able to make three miles today. It doesn't matter what you can run. You, you, you know that someone there exceeded their limit so you would support them. Where that ties in the SVG is, when I named name the company, a lot of the, the, the harder events and, and longer endurance things that I, that I, that I did, I, I started to figure out that I got my joy from when it got difficult. Because when you're doing endo- endurance items, whether that be running or cycling, it's not if it's going to be challenging, it's when and what point during that race or that training it's going to get difficult. And then for me, that's where I would find the growth. Okay, now we've ridden the bike we've been on the bike for four hours, four or five hours, and we are, now we have to turn around and go home now. This is where the focus and the believing in yourself and the training and understanding what to eat and everything comes into, into place there. Um, I mentally, sometimes I was in such a difficult place on some of those events to where I had to put myself into what I called savage mode. I had to focus on, okay, well, guess what, Daryl? you decided to ride your bike 50 or 60 miles away from your house, now you're going to turn around and you have to ride it back. So I put myself into a mode, a savage mode. Hey, we started this, you have the calories, you have the water with you, you are going to get home. That's the only, I would erase my mind of anything else except for the focus to getting back home or finishing the race or the event. So I learned so much about myself during that process. When I started the company, I wanted to, integrate that into the company, so I started thinking about names and savage and just, and then and, and, and I, I worked it down to the acronym SVG. Now, I will tell you there was some apprehension there because of the definition of the word savage. I said, okay, people want to call a savage, to their, a savage into their house? Probably not, so I put the acronym SVG. Service Value Guaranteed. That is the forward-facing meaning of SVG. But the deeper meaning for me is, is that when I look down and I see SVG on my chest, I think of all of those times where I thought I couldn't do something or something was very difficult with my training or some something else in my life. And I say, is this day is, or is this job more difficult than, than some of these other things that I've accomplished I didn't think so? And the answer is always no. And then even if it is difficult, I put myself mentally in that same savage mode. We have a huge job to do or something's difficult or maybe someone called out or there's something that makes that job or running the business difficult i go in i go in the savage mode svg mode so that's where the name of the company how I, i i worked what i learned and what i gained through interacting with people in the community and bros and bras and what i learned about myself from that into my company that's a really good backstory
0: um, Jenny says the same thing about me. I have a history of doing ultra events mm-hmm. starting back in the year 2002, and um, just challenging myself. My family says I like to punish myself. <laughs> I, I put myself in hard environments, too hot, too cold. The race is too long. I've failed numerous times. But you're right, it's, There's we both have a similar athletic parallel there where is it as hard? as trying to mountain bike for 60 miles in four inches of snow? No, it's not, not that hard, you know. And you're right, the perspective of life when you're starting a business, if you have challenged yourself in the past, it really does reflect in the fact that you know, you know how hard you can push, and you also know when to say when to some Absolutely. Extent.
1: That's a very important piece of it also. Pushing those limits, there were plenty of times to where I went, I went over the line, and, and I understood, oh, okay, so you can only stretch yourself this far. Now I know my body and what certain things feel like at the extremes, so I know when I'm even getting close, I, I'm, I now have the data and the knowledge of self to, to back off or get that, get more rest or maybe drink that more water, whatever that item may be, to uh, continue for to run the marathon.
0: Yeah, it's really gratifying to speak to somebody who has the same sort of, limit pushing experiences that i do and it's you wonder and and so often it's also the backstory part of why i started this podcast and why i've started our small business community is that Mm -hmm. it's hard to dial in the true roots as to why i work as hard as i do and why i'm so hyper focused and there's a few other business people that i've been able to link up with you being one of them that Helps me helps remind me that I'm not on an island. We're like a series of small islands that are pretty close to each other, but we're not paying attention to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really nice to hear that. Um, that's great. That's that's a great backstory. So when you when did you open the company?
1: I opened up the company in March of 2018.
0: Okay, and then um, what steps did you follow to determine what the pr- appropriate path was, whether it was an LLC or a corporation or you know, Did you, I guess, break it down how you chose Jefferson County or Berkeley County or the state of West Virginia, that sort of stuff. Kind of give me, not so much why did you come up with the idea, because we know that now, but what were the next steps?
1: Okay, well, when I, when I started the company, I initially chose an LLC at that point um, just due to the pass-through taxation there and feeling that that would be the best way to start it, to start the company and it would be the, the least complicated way to To start the company there, um, so that's why I initially chose chose an LLC. Closer to the mic. Mm-hmm. That's why I initially chose an LLC there.
0: Right. I I also chose LLC mm-hmm. for Bracken's Painting. It seemed to be the appropriate tax pass through and relatively one of the simplest ones to start up without a huge amount of understanding. A corporation's way mm-hmm. more technical, so I avoided that. When you start a business, you don't really know. You don't even know what you don't know what you don't know like it's three (laughs) levels very true it's so you're so far behind out of the gate that it's hard to tell if you're doing the right thing did you have anybody you were able to
1: um you know talk to
0: to determine if you're doing
1: the right thing yes i feel very fortunate in that in that regard i have a a father and a brother that both that both own businesses um i know also you you gave me kevin a, a lot of great advice and I was able to to through the Chamber of Commerce and other networking groups um, meet a lot of business professionals, business owners, and people that were able to give me some great advice early early on on setting up the company and what direction to go, you know, with it there. And some of the some of the hurdles that may come my way, things I will need to figure out there. And, what
0: kind of um, advice did your father give you? Make my father's father. always give probably the best advice that we don't want to hear mm-hmm. or follow, right? I, mean, I know my my dad, he's very right on a lot of things mm-hmm. for how it was done 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And um, I can always look back on the things he warned me about or told me about or watch out for this or keep your head down, keep doing what you're doing. You know, what what did your father say to you that Still rings in your head. Maybe you should have listened, or you did listen, or or whatever.
1: Well, my father gave me a and continues to give me a lot of great advice on the business. A lot of it, a lot of it was initially it just being being a soundboard for vetting vetting my thoughts, vetting making me answer and explain why I was doing something. Why am I? Are you just going to do commercial? Why? Why would you want to do this? And making sure that I was thinking through each step, so that, I was, was, that I was taking was more with, about the, with the business, or? not necessarily, but he just he, my father's a very charismatic guy, and he's great. He's great with his with his customers. So there's some things there that in working with uh, customers that I that I emulate, and that um, I, I've, I've received you know advice from him about uh, there that that helps me out a lot. My father's always been a, a people person, <laughs> so okay. Um, um,
0: did you go to any, like, SBA sort of meetings ahead of time, or?
1: No, what I ended up doing is, again, in a lot of it, almost everything in my life goes back to the process. I'm a process guy, so whenever I want to get into something or or do something, I just, I do as much, I go into intense research, and research goes back to my previous career and everything else that I, that I did. I said, okay, I want to start a business, so I just... Immersed myself. I, I, I read as much as I could online. Um, I watched as like many videos. Where'd, where'd, where'd you go online? Do you remember? Well, initially, let's see, where was I going? Yes, I looked at sba.gov. Uh, I looked there. Um, I looked just on YouTube, but you know, from various entrepreneurs. I looked up who were some leading entrepreneurs and you know, in business publications from Forbes and, and, and other items just to try to get an understanding because. I knew that I was going to have to grow and, and develop a more, a lot more skills than I had before. A lot of times in my previous career, I was in a lab all day, building, building lasers, building equipment, running tests, doing things to where I wasn't necessarily working. I'm, and I'm very charismatic, and I'm a people person, but a lot of times I was working by myself. I wasn't having to to go either manage people or network or, or network uh, there. And I have to be honest with you, I, I felt at that point um, where I was at in my career and not having to use that skill, I thought there was a, a level with networking that I felt was false and fake. Um, I don't think, I didn't clearly, un- I didn't understand that skill and what was actually going on at that point. But I saw it as you're sitting there, you know, and you're trying to get something from somebody, you know, there, which you are. You're yeah, trying we're, to get we're going to have
0: a podcast on networking mm-hmm. from. Uh, some networking prof- professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to that down the road. Mm-hmm. Those um, the magazines like Forbes or Inc. Or those magazines. Now that I'm in my business phase of life, mm-hmm. remind me of pre-internet days when you would go to the gym and you would like you'd buy the magazine called Muscle Development. Or mm-hmm, yep, or Body <laughs> Pump or whatever it was, and you'd watch. You'd look at the articles on how to get a good bicep pump or what chest exercises mm-hmm. to do. It's like those Forbes or Inc. magazines. They'll pump you up, but it's almost like fast food uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, look at what these guys did or look at the mistakes these guys made. Here's how to avoid them. It it will stoke the fire in you, but it's hard to use it as a guide. And you learn that over time. You're like, oh, I'd I agree. Gosh, I, thought, like, I thought that was the right move, and I read it in a magazine, but it, it, didn't, it doesn't translate evenly across the board to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So you did some research online. You read some articles. You talked to family members. Did, I'm sorry, did you say that you knew anybody who was already in the cleaning business or no?
1: No, I didn't know anybody that, that was in the cleaning business already. I, I did a bit of research also before I opened the company around, and it just seemed as if it was hard for me to find people that were happy with the current cleaning services. I've talked to a lot of people that, people on the residential side and the commercial side, and they the overall feeling that I was getting was was that it was very hard to find people that would show up and do what they said they were going to do. The, a lot of workers and companies, they would just, people were standing around, they were skirting around things and not completing the task, and that's just that's just unacceptable. And I just I found I, I felt that there was a window there that was needed for a company to step up and deliver.
0: Okay, so. Um. Do you feel like you were, I'm trying to decide, should we talk about the services you provide first or, let's let's just hit this, do, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like you caught the success out of the gate? Do you feel like you, caught, you caught on fire immediately or do you think it took a while to get started? How were your feelings about that?
1: No, I feel that it took a a, a while to get started, especially in the beginning, all of the work I received it seemed to be the work that other companies and other people didn't want to do. We're talking going into places that were mainly most of the job, it would be a trash out. Places that were What's really a trash out? A trash out is in essence, um, think of, imagine a home for example, where maybe there's been some hoarding going on or just for various reasons that the, the house has been neglected. Um, there and that there, there's many reasons I've come to, to see why a home can can get to that point or a structure can get to that place sometimes it's just grief I've had quite a few clients to where they I've had to come in and do perform deep cleaning services just because they were let's just say they maybe had a family member who passed away or were taking care of a parent and things along those lines and just didn't have the time and they were just down and, and not feeling just didn't have the energy right to to put into the home and then they got overwhelmed overwhelmed with it
0: so and you saw a lot of those in the beginning
1: absolutely I saw a lot of those in the beginning we still we still get those but in the beginning it was a lot of those harder jobs there were a lot of those
0: well if you're looking at a whole house or potentially something mm-hmm. it was like a hoarder scenario mm-hmm. how did you handle staffing was it you by yourself or how, how did you make that happen
1: well how that happened it was just me in the beginning so when I, started, when I started the company, I wasn't sure. I, I did my research there, but I, I put a, a small amount of money into starting the company and seeing if I could get it to work uh, there. So I was doing all of the work myself for at least the first eight months alone.
0: But how did you do a trash out by yourself?
1: I would rent the truck, and or I'd grab the trailer, go over there, go what? inside what? the house, like, pull everything out on, of the right? house. Hold on, you- hold <laughs> on. So you would rent a truck. Well, so oh, like, I had a truck, I should say, I'm sorry, but I didn't have a trailer. So what I would get one of the utility trailers, trash really? trailers, show up there, remove everything from the house. That's getting it first. done, man. So you're saying basically the first eight months you were solo? The first the first eight months I was solo. And yes. that is
0: hardcore. Who was your first staff member? My son. Nice. Keeping it in the family, training him upright. Yes. Once your son was working with you, part-time, I assume,
1: yes, it was part
0: time. Um, how did that help you with production? Did you
1: see a significant increase in speed? I did. it was there was quite a few things that came from that came with having my son work with me. he He seemed to enjoy the work also, and it gave us more time together and bonding and the ability to to go in and see see a job see a job and see it all the way through to the end and um also instill in him hard work nice hard work for him to see what it
0: takes so you saw you saw jobs getting done better Mm -hmm. your son was your first employee yes i feel like father son dynamics do what i say because i'm your dad and do what i say because i'm your boss Mm -hmm. there has to be a a weird transition when the next employee comes on so you went from probably by yourself to you plus your son Mm then you Plus a full timer is that what happened next, or
1: well, I think I believe it was it was a uh, part time people so in in essence how how this happened the first at least I would say the first eight months, I was by myself, and then what I'd have, my son help me part time in the evenings a bit um and I was just spreading work across seven days. I would do homes during the day and businesses at night and hired my son, and he would help me part time in in the evenings, and I'd work on weekends also seven days a week. Um, and then there, from there, when the workload got um, high enough, and there was just so, enough work there to, to be able to hire someone, I pulled someone in part time, and slowly grew their hours from there. So then needing another part time to then a full time individual, and it just it kept going. It just kept going from there, especially when. Um, when when the community and people found out that we were doing residential also, which was never my intention, I wanted to work on the business and and, and, and go after the work during the day and then perform, make sure the work gets done at night. I said yes to a few homes and it just absolutely exploded on us and continues to do so.
0: Okay, so you said March of twenty eighteen, right? Yes. So you're coming up on your second birthday. Almost two years. Yes. Second anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, how much has it grown? since the first anniversary like how much are you doing
1: since the first anniversary that i don't mean like money i
0: mean like sure. how many clients or
1: if you you can look at it as, as as money um or or we'll just go with number of accounts it's more than doubled almost tripled okay uh, in our pre-meeting you mentioned something
0: about square footage mm-hmm. <clears throat> how what was that The
1: number on the square footage that you've been, you clean, was it per
0: month, per week, what is it?
1: SVG is responsible for over a million square feet per month of cleaning, just in recurring accounts, not one-offs people calling us for random one-time deep cleanings we're moving, just recurring commercial and residential accounts.
0: Was there anything special you did for marketing or on social media, or was it all through, face-to-face networking, like chamber events, what, what did you do that you think that stood out to allow you to grow that quickly?
1: I have to credit the community and my customers. Um, word of mouth. I initially started to, as the company grew, and I tried to, to decide what direction to go with marketing. Should I put an ad in the newspaper? Should I run something on Facebook? Where should I, should I pay Google for search rankings? I I spent all of this time or some time trying to figure that out. But while I tried to figure that out, the phone kept ringing. And what I noticed was that the phone was ringing from um, hey, uh, you clean our building but do you do, would you consider doing our house? Or it'd be a call from, hey, you do our friend's house. And they said, you do a great job. You guys show up every time. And it is just an amazing work. And the, what I found was is what advertising I was doing through newspapers and other places, I decided to cut those because it got to a point and it still is to where I can't keep up with the word of mouth. Um, wow, in the, just with the word of mouth. And the reason why I say we, it's still hard for us to keep up with word of mouth is because I, I refuse to just, it's not about getting jobs. I feel you, if you have a good presentation, you can get the jobs, but it's about keeping them. I don't want to get you for a quick buck and then clean your house, you get upset, and then you move on to the next one. Many of, or I would say at least a third of my customers, SVG's customers, have had three to four cleaning companies or three to four cleaners before us. And I, when I'm sta- I've stood in a lot of kitchens listening to why, why we're in people, why are we there, right after someone just cleaned it and look at this. And I see why and I integrate things into my company to make sure that no one's standing in the kitchen of one of my customers.
0: That's, um, it's really important to listen to those challenges, that's really good. Um, I feel like we're going down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. on your business but I'm enjoying this part of the conversation how did you what was your experience with setting pricing because if you're so new to the industry and you're so new to um hiring you're so new to i mean i was also new i've, I've been in business eight years but mm-hmm. i'm still experiencing this same thing but how did you determine your timing and your pricing and then how do you know if you have it at the right place now Wow, that is, a,
1: that, is a, that is a great question um, and, and continues, pricing continues to be an item that, uh, that I look at there. Initially up front, I, <laughs> I will laugh about it. I'm having some very specific memories. I'd, I'd, I lost my shirt a lot in the beginning. Oh, sure, <laughs> I sure. lost and my shirt.
0: I get it, man. I, I, I left out book. of some yeah, when, places. when I started Bracken's painting, oh, it, was, wow. it was me and a helper. And um, because it was me and a helper, Who's also a pretty good painter? We did okay because I, I priced jobs um, where I thought would be fair mm-hmm. for the skill level we were at and our timing and our ability. As the company grew with more employees, we're going through that right now. We're, we're in a hiring phase now. All of a sudden, you go from having three employees to having six employees, jobs get done twice as fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, that, that's another rabbit hole altogether. So I guess. Do you want to give any examples of where you had to change your prices that people would want to hear or like someone who's running their business, is it okay to change prices? What's your experience with that?
1: I believe it is uh, okay to change your prices. Um, to go back, let's go back a little bit here with, with, with pricing. So I'm thinking about some of, the, some of the earlier jobs. One I can think of to where it was a duplex um, that, we were, that we were cleaning, and uh, it was very, very, very dirty. And um, I had a rate that, that I came up with just from investigating and looking online, what are the national averages that cleaning companies and cleaners are charging uh, there. And um, I charged that rate <laughs> initially, but what my problem was is, I had, to, it t- I had to learn what to look for and how to bid. For example, now when I walk into a place, I know, um, Okay, how many windows are there? I have I now have historical data for how long it takes to do a window right. and to open the window. how long it takes to do a refrigerator or a scrub an oven how long does it take to do to clean out kitchen cabinets? If it's white, oh, okay, it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, I know how to look at different materials and, and understand and level of cleanliness up front to determine how long something's going to take that's the 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 item that transformed my pricing it was more i was charging a fair price per hour is just i'd one job i can think of i i charged i said okay this job is going to take about six hours to do well it took me 18 hours to do oh yeah and 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 guess what i i told them that this was the price so that's not the customer's fault that's my fault yeah so you do the job to completion and you take that painful lesson (laughs) <laughs> and it also I had to spend a couple hundred dollars on equipment that I unexpectedly for that job also. So I completely lost my shirt. But that was one of the lessons. And it happened quite a few times of learning how to walk into place. So now I can walk into a 30,000 square foot building, count the offices, see how much glass there is, this, this, and that, the counters, everything, look at it, materials, and quickly do it. But that took well, two years that? almost <laughs> to be able to to refine my processes well, no, to be able to do that.
0: Thing is, is those jobs that take way longer than you were planning—they're, man—you just want to quit. You just like, why <laughs> am I is. bothering? It is challenging. One of—I think—is my third or fourth job I ever did. I painted the entire project they wanted done. It took me way longer than originally planned, way long, or way longer than I told the homeowner it was going to take. It was a wallpaper removal job too, mm-hmm. and um, I just could not get this job done with the help that I had. The help that I had could only work on weekends. So I was in there by myself. It was over a holiday weekend. I think I painted this person's most of their house and gave them $800 in labor. So I literally paid $800 for them to have their house painted. Painted. Wow. And um, those really sting. Mm -hmm. But they're very valuable lessons. They are. And they allow you to do more on the long term on the, you know so you know go ahead
1: so with pricing a lot of my my lessons were learned just developed through understanding how long each one of the services i was providing how long they would take and that was that took a while. It took a good, good while. I still think it's something that we were, we re, re, are refining. But at the same time, we earlier on, it was, it was tough. It was just mainly not knowing how long certain things were going to take. Yeah, Daryl, um, it, it takes then, a real savage
0: to jump into an industry they don't know about and learn along the way. You got to be really tough, both mentally and physically, mm-hmm. and emotionally, to to learn all those things, man. Good for you.
1: That that's huge. I think it's hard when you care also because a lot okay. of those times I won't sit here and say that we provide the best work because we haven't had to learn some lessons here. Uh, we c- certainly have, I, especially early on, hey, did you do this? You missed this. How, and then all of those items, I made sure they turned. Because when you care about the job, when you care about the, your personal reputation and the reputation of a company, when something doesn't go right or you hear something from a customer. It, it, it hurts. Yeah,
0: you take it personally. It hurts. You, yeah. take, you
1: take it personally. And if, In my opinion, if you're moving in the right direction, you don't want to have that feeling, so you make a change in your process to reduce the, the, the ability or the frequency of that even happening ever again.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to mm-hmm. say that that messes with your process Absolutely. and you are a process guy, so you're immediately, you immediately want to identify exactly where the process is failing and right. fix it so that everybody on your staff can. Um, adapt. So, kind of wrapping up this section mm-hmm. of the podcast. What um, what have you grown to? How big is your staff? Are you currently hiring? Um, is it is there one residential staff and one commercial staff? How's it set up?
1: Well, our, our our staff continues to grow, and I'm always looking for dependable, detail oriented staff. So there's always opportunities here at SVG for those, for those, for those individuals um, there. Um, the way staffing works right now, I've, I've been manipulating it a bit initially how I did it because just the way my, my brain works, and I, I like to separate and compartmentalize items, I said, okay, we'll just, just do residential during the day, 9 to 5, and then do commercial um, in the evening from 5 until the commercial's done what i've 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 come to find is that um, that's twice the staff though right yes that is that's twice the staff and then also a lot of since we have so much commercial in the evening at times that can be too much work for one or for a couple people to do or they're going very very late into the evening so now i've moved in the direction of moving staff from schedules more to like a 10 to 6 11 to 7 so that we're catching the residential during the day and then also they're working into the, the commercial in the evening together as a team. It also helps with cross training. And I believe there's a, not believe, I know there are a lot more nuances and, and details that come into play with residential than with commercial. So I found that it strengthened my, my team to be able to bring people, not just, not just doing commercial accounts, but into the residential field. And, and all of the nuances and, sure. and details that come there and it, it, it lends itself to a team that is more cross-trained between the two the two types of accounts and the ability to uh, move around there
0: yeah. right whether you realize it or not you are turning into a staffing and training professional, and eventually we'll have a podcast on what people are doing or finding successes in when it comes to um, staffing like I just learned about a uh, an interesting bonus structure that i might implement inside of um, bracken's painting so we'll talk about that some other time mm-hmm. so i guess um before i ask that question i have a whole list of questions here i want to sure. cover but let's um let's quickly talk about specifically the services so it's residential and commercial mm-hmm. um when you do residential cleaning is there anything specific you would want want me to know that you do that might be different or the same or how you set the standard to be a certain way for residential cleaning. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna jump in front of you because there's something you said earlier about attention to to detail Mm -hmm. and trying to to define the amount of time it takes or something. Daryl cleaned my house, one of my townhouses, I think it was in between renters. Yes. And he said it took a lot longer than planned because of all the paint on the floor. Now hold on there chief.
1: Oh boy, uh oh.
0: I'm pretty sure me and my colleagues painted our townhouse and maybe we didn't use drop claws but I lived in the house and I didn't see any paint on the floor. But it is possible there were the occasional sprinkles from here or there and I think it really says something to your attention to detail that you spent longer cleaning my floor than planned because you saw the sprinkles even though I never did mm-hmm. so you're you made the floor literally cleaner than I expected it to be is that something we can expect through all things or was that just special
1: for the Brackens house that's through all things so going back to what SVG stands for SVG stands for service value guaranteed now now we're talking about the V the value there the value that you get from me it's it's it's, it's tends to be different per customer but we try to we always find a way to over deliver to give you some extra value to do a little bit more than we told you we were going to do in your case that was me noted that was us noticing that there was some paint splatter that would be hard to see on tops of the toilets because it's white and it was a very light colored paint but you can feel with the rag we could have just wiped it very quickly and it would have Visually looked great, but cleaning's not I know just exactly visual.
0: Where you're talking mm-hmm. about now that I think okay. about it, okay.
1: <laughs> I remember that job. I mean, it's beautiful home there, but there were some things I was noticing, and I always, if I see it, I assume everyone's going to see it, and I don't want to be known for cutting corners in anything that I that that I do, especially not this business. So. If I could interrupt for a second, you mm-hmm. are the
0: third podcast in a row where the business owner that I wanted to interview has talked about over delivering. I think that's really a measure of successful entities is not just meeting expectations, but exceeding them. And you definitely do that.
1: And it, it ends up being a different way you do that per, per, for each for each customer. Some customers, look, I, we're, we're not a dog walking company. Um, while we're there, some, some customers are gone all day, would you, would, you, would you mind? It's not something I would say, hey, we'll walk your dog when I'm doing the quote and trying to sell you everything oh there. God. But there's always a little way that we can find that just do that little extra. And I, and I do that to say thank you, because um, I don't wanna go too far into this, but in essence, every day that I own this, this that that we run a successful business and we're able to create jobs and build within Jefferson County, um, that brings a lot of pride. And I, I feel blessed and honored to be able to do that. So I have to, in turn, do things for the community and my customers that say Thank you. and We appreciate it. So it's not just a transaction to me. Let me get in your house and clean it for a certain amount and just give you just enough to keep you happy and leave. Right. That's not our brand. That's not SVG.
0: That's awesome, man. And then so Mm -hmm. doing for the community, I've seen you at plenty of community events. I've Mm -hmm. seen you at chamber events where you're clearly networking and you do an exceptional job at that. But that had to have led to a lot of um, commercial opportunities. Break that down for me a little bit. Describe a couple different projects that you really enjoy doing or one that you're, is your bread and butter.
1: There are many projects that I enjoy doing. I would have to say we're, there is a local school that we clean um, that brings me a lot of joy to do that.
0: I have to say that's amazing that when I think of a commercial space, I think of the subway or I think of a small shop. You're talking like something the size mm-hmm. of a school Yes, that's amazing, that's, and, and you're almost two years old.
1: Yes, good job, Daryl. Continue. I uh, that's just one job that I can think about that, that that means a lot to me personally, not just as as a as a company, but personally, because I know that kids are going in there and they're touching everything, and I know that we are making that place clean five days a week. We are keeping those kids healthier. It all ties back into the mission of health and wellness. This is bros and bras brought health and wellness to me and brought me to be connected to my community, which I have never felt anywhere near as connected to a community as I do here in Jefferson County, West Virginia. So I'm delivering, I got health and wellness through that group. This is my way of delivering health and wellness to the community. So when I can go into a place where there's a lot of children and I can support their health and wellness there, Um, when I can go into um, other people's homes where they're having breathing problems and I'm looking around and I see why, I can see the caked up dust, I can see those baseboards, I can see things that are are not, not helping their, their health condition, and I know that we can go in there. We're not going to run a vacuum over their baseboards and you still be able to touch it and come back with it in their hand. I mean clean, like you could put a sandwich on it and, and, and pick it up and <laughs> eat it, okay. clean.
0: That's cool, that's cool. Okay, so are there any, um, what is a commercial project that might be too small?
1: Does it, does it, does it exist? I don't I don't believe it i don't believe it exists. We we don't there isn't okay, you have to be thirty thousand square foot for us for us to clean we okay. have we have a solution for everybody. Okay, cool. And, and then have you come across projects that it were too big
0: on the commercial side?
1: I've thought that many times. I can think of one account where I first walked in there and the place was so was so large and had almost fifty offices and multiple buildings on one piece of property where, internally I was, I was scared, I was, I, internally I can, I can admit, admit that, I was, I was intimidated, I said, okay, well, this is, I don't know if we're capable of this. And I've had that thought many times with different accounts. And then a month or two later, I look at it and I say, wow, that was nothing. That wasn't as hard as I thought it was. It's oh, so just breaking. So you, you, it. took, you
0: took a large project, and you still
1: absolutely. It's just breaking it down and making sure you go in and you have a plan, and, and and taking your lessons learned and reflecting on that so that you can bring a strong, a strong, a strong package, a strong delivery to to that customer.
0: Right on, man. That's awesome. Um, I'd say we're gonna wrap up a couple of final questions here. Okay. Where do we see SVG going? What kind of growth do you hope for, or are you looking for, or are you just staying steady?
1: Depending on, on who's listening to this, they may <laughs> find this to be a weird answer for a business owner. I feel is a, a lot of, um, I shouldn't say a lot, but m- many that I've come across, business owners, are really focused on some dollar amount and building their company to a $10 million. Co- I don't. I haven't looked out that far. I don't know that it's the number per se. Right. There's a picture I see in my head. Here's what I see I see living in Jefferson County. I see going to the farmer's market, seeing my customers like I do, and being able to hold my head high, um, being, be, being respected, giving respect, um, contributing. I, 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 I'm able to, my business is able to thrive here in the community. So it is very important to me that th- I'm not extracting from the community, but I'm also doing something for the community, which health and wellness, creating jobs, those those items. I see the picture of us as a team doing community events, doing just being as is ex- closely tied to the community as possible, as 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 a as a as a, as a brand. I don't I don't I'm not looking at this company. Okay, I'm I'm not even chasing numbers here.
0: So so for the most
1: part, you're just I guess the word
0: is thriving. Thriving, breathing on its own, right. not on life support. Correct. Not dying.
1: Correct. But also not a baby. You
0: know, Correct. that kind of thing.
1: Correct. And, it's, and, a, and, and a lot of it is I've, I take pride in, in reputation. I want this company to be known that when you call us, we are going to show up and do an amazing job for you consistently. That's also why we don't do contracts. We, I, I prefer to earn our way back every single time. Every cleaning needs to be like the first one.
0: That's great. I, I was at a diner. I was at grandma's diner
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I was sitting next to another young business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's jumped around from one business to the next just kind of hustling and he has, the, he has all the right roots. He's, he's building a foundation for when he really wants to jump at something, he's going to be good to go. And we were kind of comically commenting at each other about who knew who. Mm-hmm. He knew a lot of people in town that I didn't know. And I knew a lot of people in town that he didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always said that the um, the ability to be in a public place, like a diner, where the staff there knows you, mm-hmm. and you know people who are sitting there also,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you can walk around with your chest up, your chest mm-hmm. out, your, yes. your shoulders back, mm-hmm. and your head held high. Pride. I said, what that means is you're not ripping anybody off. Mm-hmm. You're not taking advantage of anybody. Correct. You're treating people right. And if you're able to move through your business to confidently say that that's how you re- operate, I think you will be successful. It's It has to do with you have to treat people right. And that's really great that that's how you approach it. So it's good that SVG is a not-on-life support, breathing on its own. Um, the... Uh, I know that I can only handle as much as I'm staffed for. Mm-hmm. And as a work addict, and I am an addict in the simplest definition, I just want to continue to grow my business, and not necessarily bigger, but just to be more efficient. I need more and more staff, and we could talk all day about the challenges of finding the right staff or the systems of how we can do it, and once we've got them, how well do we keep them, you know, that sort of stuff. but. You can only do as much as the help and management teams that you built mm-hmm. to, to run your projects while they're representing your name. That is really one of the biggest challenges, I think. And I assume you have the same challenges.
1: Absolutely, and I want to I say something. It's a little, a little bit off-topic here, but something that I've found, especially in the last seven or eight months, that just, that is just brings so much, so much joy, is that now when we land big accounts, the first thing that goes through my mind is, is I'm so happy because there's 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 a whole group of people either on fixed incomes or for various reasons uh, just need our services, but don't have uh, you know, have very, very small monthly budgets. And when we land big accounts, we're able there's plenty of people where I, I we're there for next to nothing, nothing. So where there's there's an underserved portion of the community that that can that can use us so when we get large accounts and then that that have plenty of margin on them we're able to even do even more in the community so that's what now so when we get larger jobs that's where I get joy from that, that
0: that's really oh. awesome Daryl it really is and it's part of the reason why I want to have this podcast is that i uh, and I uh, um, you know I'm straight with you because we mm-hmm. talk business all the time. Absolutely,
1: you you certainly are. I
0: like to, I don't sugarcoat much.
1: You've given it to me straight. You've told me some things <laughs> that, <laughs> that were... Right. Some of the things were a bit ahead of me. It took me a while to understand. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, I got t- it now. <laughs> I mean, I, I say things because I care. But
0: the... um you were very active in the bros and Bras community with our socials and our runs and our fitness activities, and that was great. And as your company began mm-hmm. to grow, you began to fade away from our group. And Unfortunately. I'm, not here, I'm not here to bust your balls about that,
1: but... Oh, I'd love to talk about that. It's, no, no, it's no, something no, that no, bothers bro, me. I know. You're
0: you're running a business, and you are you're being a real savage at it. You are doing everything possible within the context of your experience and what you know to to build a truly successful business so much so that you're in the weeds to the extent that you don't necessarily know I guess how far it'll go or where you want it to go but you have met success and that it is breathing on its own Um, but from the outsider's point of view you seem like a dude who is just so busy you are I mean it's We've discussed this in the past. It's mm-hmm. In the past, it's in the past. It's almost cliche. Some say, hey, how's it going? How you been? You saying busy? Oh, yeah, man, I'm super busy. You almost get so tired of talking about how busy you are, you try to figure out what else there is to say because you're so tired of being the same just the busy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason this podcast, I think, is great is it tells people exactly why you are so busy because it's not just finding a couple helpers and cleaning the occasional house or we're doing two houses a week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean a day, 4 days a week. You're knocking down a million square feet a week. And that is hard to even fathom what that looks like. But really that's that's why you're so busy. That's why you're so savage at what you do and and knowing that you're savvy enough to to get jobs that have good margins, that you can give back to the community and, and to help people that can't afford your clean-out for when they're getting ready to sell the house. You can Correct. give it back. Um, that's that's why this sort of communication is important, I think, because it really breaks down what Daryl's doing with SVG and maybe why he's, he's not ducking people, but he's just busy,
1: right? I want the... I've been working as hard as I possibly can to build a company that is strong enough to do cool things for people in the community. So that's why I work I'm working so hard um here and that's why I know and one of the things that I've thought about a lot in especially with the running group and bros and bras and things and missing those things and I've always said to myself, Well, now the company's strong enough to where it could sponsor a Ragnar uh, race event for 15 people, and dude, those are the things that I I saw in my head that I I worked. Part of the reason why I worked so hard was so that I could build something that a company that was strong enough to do great things with, within the community. So I knew in the end, some I, I would miss time with friends and, 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 and time with family, time suffers and things like that, but overall in the end, to work hard enough to ensure that that payoff in the end for everybody else is worth it.
0: Well, that's great, man. Final question. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a final question. I have it written down here. It is. Okay. What makes SVG commercial cleaning better than the competition? I have four bullet points that we wrote down when we talked before this podcast. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you remember what they are. Because we had some really good, we had some really good, um, you had some really good points that set you apart from the competition
1: first thing that sets us apart from the competition is our quality of work. Okay. First thing that pops into my head is example. There's a huge difference between vacuuming, quickly vacuuming off a baseboard and hand wiping it. Um, there's a huge difference between vacuuming, vacuuming a room and lifting up the couch and getting underneath and pulling the cushions off and making sure that any snack or food debris or dog hair is gone. There's a huge difference between when I'm standing in someone's house and they're saying, do you lift things up when you dust? Yes, we lift things up and get underneath. You it's mean those things like a things, lamp or a vase or a lamp or things like that. Um, it's the quality of the work also. Uh, another thing that comes into play is oh, our Hold business.
0: on. So that, so that would be I guess on the on the lines of setting expectations,
1: meeting expectations.
0: Yes. and hopefully exceeding and them. And in
1: finding a way for that in indi- for that individual or business to exceed their their expectations. Yes. Nice. Okay. Next. Uh, the next I- item is reliability we we have not missed a commercial visit since we started the company we if we say we're going to be there every other tuesday or for example just to pick something every other tuesday you can set your watch we'll be right there we will be right there and we're going to do the job regardless of what is going on around us
0: that is savage also That's we will ex- be there extreme reliability That's we great. don't need a
1: reminder nothing Okay. Said so we will be there, so you we, you can rely on us to consistently be there. Okay. Um, also, our staff presentation—it's um, something that's come up when I've uh, gone out to quote commercial accounts and 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 residential accounts. We show up; we're very presentable. You're in company logo gear uh, there, and you, you're 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 presentable. You're that professional. Goes a long way. We're a professional it does go a company. Long way, yeah. So you're not going to have people showing up in sweats. Um, You know, smelling like 10 packs of cigarettes and and, 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 and not coming off the correct correct way. Nice. There. So um, also it's our, our presentation there.
0: Was there anything else you want to tell people that make you the right guy to call?
1: We are the right company to call when it comes to cleaning because we are going to do exactly what we told you we were going to do. You're going to have trustworthy people and background checked and screened individuals inside of your business and inside of your home. You do background checks? Yes. That's awesome. Yes, well, this is the way I look at it. Um, I don't just let anybody in my house. I imagine my house. I think about how, uh, what I would need to let someone in my house and in my house unattended walking around lifting up and moving things that requires a tremendous amount of respect and trust right and i will i will never take that as i will never take that lightly so i want to make sure and i always make sure that if someone works for me they i would leave them in my house if i wouldn't leave them in my house they won't be in your house or your business end of story
0: awesome um
1: website sure our website is uh, svgclean.com
0: SVGclean.com. Yes.
1: Phone number? Sure. Phone number for the company is three zero four five zero three three one seven zero.
0: What was the phone number again?
1: The phone number is three zero four five zero three three one seven zero.
0: Are you doing a bunch of social media? Do you I mean,
1: do you have social media? Yes, we're uh, on quite a few social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, which tends to be my favorite to post items to because With cleaning, there's the visual component there, so you can see what we're doing, you can see some videos, you can see some previous jobs that that we've done there. Um, So we're on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and also on Facebook. Um, You can go on Facebook where we update that frequently. We talk about the community events that we're doing out there. We'll post some pictures from jobs there. Uh, It's also a great place. You can see uh, our reviews there. so far I think last I checked nearly 55 star reviews that we have there. 50,
0: I, that's really good. I can
1: tell you that we're awesome, but I prefer for you to listen to what other people have to say.
0: So do you outright ask for reviews if you have a satisfied customer? Are you proactive or does it seem to happen organically?
1: It happens organically, and I feel that if you the the goal is to always to to knock their socks off, and I feel that if you do that correctly, the the review tends to tends to come without without asking. So there's no automated hey, we just cleaned your house. Would you like to review SVG? And no, I just I let it come organically, and That's I feel good. that they read organically. They, 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 they come across uh, differently when it's... And
0: if most of your business is coming from word of mouth, um, the um, proactive consumer would hear, oh, SVG cleaning. So Anne used it. She said I should use it. Before I call them, I'm going to check them out on social media and check their website. Mm-hmm. So to some extent, it's not even a, it's just a informational portal for someone to check your references yes. based on somebody's already reference. It's
1: just it's just a reference to check. But my my experience so far is is that uh, the work comes from someone that they trust, telling them we are we are to be trusted, and we do great great work. So that's why if you just, that's why we focus so hard on the job, because on every job and every visit, because when someone comes over, you know, to their house and say, wow, this was, and they know maybe their friend's house needed, needed some cleaning and they come, wow, what happened here? Well, see, wow, it's great. And then they give us, they give us that recommendation. That's where it comes from. So that's why I focus so hard on every job, because that's where the next job comes from. That's where um, the opportunities and the growth and being able to create more jobs comes from. From the job not so, not necessarily from spending money on Google or a whole bunch of, with one one item I, I remember, I, I still joke about with my father when I was sitting there and putting the company colors and website together and I was trying, I was spending all this time figuring out what, what orange, what shade of orange do I want the, the V and SVG to be? And, and my father would tell me, yeah, you enjoy that moment because you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> Later, he was absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I don't focus on those those sort of things. I just focus on the are, customer and the job. <laughs> but those are so important when you are
0: daydreaming about mm-hmm. your business opening and how you think it's going to communicate across your client base. It's mm-hmm. that is important, and it, and it really it shouldn't be devalued. But you're right. You there comes a time when it's not as important anymore, and you just got to get the job done. I swear! I swear! I said last question three no, questions okay. ago. Um, are there any, you said you're involved in some community events. I know you do highway cleanup. Um, when is that? And then are there any kind of like heard it on the podcast promotions that you're putting out there, anything like that?
1: Sure. So um, there is, let's see, the most consistent community event that we do, um, I do some partnering with Panhandle Peddlers, which is a. Who local are they? Our local cycling group just an awesome group of, of uh, cyclists uh, that uh, that perform group rides and, and events and all, all around uh, the area here um, mm-hmm. during mainly during the spring and summer but they take a great interest and this is this came from them um, they, they take a great interest since they they use the path and they in many capacities cycling and running and, and also their love for the community um, they were doing uh, trash pickups because unfortunately with being next to the highway and just some people throwing, littering a lot, there's just a lot of buildup that occurs there. Um, so they were doing a, that, that event at least a few times during the season, right at the beginning of the, the spring uh, there and a few times during and right at the end um, when it starts to get a little bit cool. So uh, I started to work with them on that. and. Now I'm I'm partnered with them, and I, I like to provide any of the company resources that I can. So I try. So that's a
0: uh, like a highway cleanup on a particular yes. road that they might choose or whatever. Yes. Have you seen success with volunteers coming out? How many How many people show up to help you?
1: Absolutely, there is there is definitely um, a, a great, a large response from the community on that. Um, not just cyclists, not just athletes, but people who use the trail, people who love West Virginia, take a lot of pride in their county, their city, and, the, and their their state. They show up with their kids, and they they want to improve their surroundings, and it's a beautiful thing that we get to be a part of, and be be able to help. So yes, um, with with attendance there, there's quite often 20 30 40 plus people there that show up to these to these events and uh, to give, give their time to their community and that's that's amazing that's what it's about
0: very good is there anything else you want to offer
1: also uh, I heard it on the podcast so if you call uh, SVG at if you call SVG at three zero four five zero three three one seven zero or through our email info at sVgclean.com and uh, say you heard it on the podcast, we'll also add to you, if you're a residential, we'll give you. One. What? We'll give you, let's see. Let's see, (laughs) Daryl's working out
0: his, uh, I I guess I put him on the spot a little bit. I'm like, hey man, do you want to give something away for free? And in true successful business ownership, he's like, no, but if you, I like the idea of a heard it on the podcast promotion. Yeah, a great
1: idea. Yeah, I should have coached him on that. If you say you you heard it on the podcast, what we would normally do is clean the interior of your windows. If you're a residential account, we will, if you say you heard it on the podcast, we will open your windows and clean the window track underneath of your window for free. Maximum of 10 windows.
0: Nice. That's a really good promotion. So, if you tell, Daryl, you heard it on the podcast. He will, during your residential cleaning, he will clean up to 10 yes. window tracks, which is not normally included in a... It's normally
1: just in a maintenance clean. Normally, it's just the interior window glass. That's cool. That's a good deal. So open it up. So when it gets right warm, open maybe, up your windows. Maybe you'll find
0: out how many of your customers heard the podcast. Sure. Well, Daryl, I think that wraps it up. Is there anything we missed? Is there anything else you wanted to share?
1: The last thing I just want to share is just how thankful I am to the community that we can, that we can operate here and that we're trusted. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for every last customer, every last uh, person who's shared a post, every last person that's had something kind to say about SVG um, there and I just, I can't communicate enough how thankful I am to be able to operate a successful business in Jefferson County and I'm gonna to try to make the actions of the, of the company reflect that.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, Bud, thanks for uh, thanks for being on the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. Thank you for having I,
1: me. I'm really stoked that you're able
0: to explain the forming of your business, where the inspiration came from, every bit of it. And um, I don't think people really know how involved in the community you are. So I hope this really communicates the additional things you're doing besides keeping a uh, business off life support, keeping it breathing on its own and and you really are a blessing to the community. So thanks a lot and I appreciate being on the podcast.
1: No problem, thanks for having me, appreciate it.
0: Awesome. I would like to thank City National Bank in Ranson, West Virginia. They have graciously allowed me to record this podcast in their conference room. City National Bank is a full service community bank that provides an array of financial services. They offer a range of free checking accounts and saving products, savings products, for both consumers and business customers. City National Bank also offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for home equity lines of credit, consumer and business loans, including no down payment mortgages. I personally bank with Melissa Knott at City National. She truly takes care of my business and personal banking needs. She can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown branches in Jefferson County, West Virginia. Check them out at www.bankatcity.com.